Hey everybody, before we jump into the show, I just wanted to say that once again, this episode is sponsored by Magic Mind, so stick around for the ad in the middle of the episode, and we will see you then! Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take it K-drama, we watch it three episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yes, this week we watched episodes four, five, and six of Business Proposal. I'm so glad we're doing three episodes at a time. I'm going to say it every week. It's so good. Three episodes at a time is extremely good pacing. I wish more K-dramas were divisible by three. Yes, and had just one hour episodes. Exactly 60 minutes. Yeah, the the pacing of this show is not only good for our podcast, it's good for my soul. It's good for everything. There's... We can do three episodes at a time. It doesn't wear us down to do three episodes at a time. In fact, I feel like it gives me energy. I get so stoked to watch more of this show after I turn it on. It's so... Yeah. I rewatched the last 20 minutes of episode six just before we started because I was like, it's just so good and I just want to rewatch it and I... Really, really want to press press play on episode seven, but I can't. I won't do that. It, it's tempting, and I am definitely living for the the like next time on. Oh no, I never watched those. You're better than me. I can't not. I'm like I have to get like little like hints at what's going to happen, and the ones that they do for this show are not super spoilery. Like they're oh, that's very cool. yeah, they're very. Because there have been some in the past where those next time ons have played and it's like, it shows like the first kiss and stuff. And you're like, (laughs) no, uh, listen, you're supposed to get that organically when I'm Uh watching the show. (laughs) It shows you the cliffhanger for the next episode. Like, here's the best part. Stick around. Yes. Yeah, they definitely don't do that. They, They play the like... You know how a lot of stuff happens in people's imaginations, like um, in these episodes, one of them is like her imagining how the party that she's trying to be both people is going to go, and um, she's freaking out. They play stuff like that, where it's like, Uh. they're kind of gaslighting you a little bit, where they're like, yeah, he totally figures out, even though (laughs) he doesn't, but he does, he just figures out in a different way, and he reacts a different way. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of a nice way to do it. Those scenes always give me anxiety, but they are a fun addition to a very lighthearted drama. Yeah. I like I like um on the topic of like how he reacted to her finding out, like digging into the drama, the episodes we watched. Um I like that he reacted so poorly and his friend called him out so quickly. Oh my god. That was such a healthy like real talk with his friend. Yes. I, yeah. Uh, I do need to pull up the cast list so I don't mess up anyone's name. Right. Because um, all I can think of is Taemu right now. And I think that, his name is Sung Hoon. Uh, yes, Sung Hoon, who is in my top two favorite characters. <laughs> and the way we got him 
calling out like all of the problematic parts of the way Temu was reacting in such a level-headed way in the way we needed right because it's like it's fun to have the drama of him being actually super super hurt and angry in some valid ways of like feeling lied to because he was developing feelings and not processing it super well and then having his friend be like damn if you feel really weird about this Think about how hard it must have been on her. That was probably yes. really tough. And it's not that what she did was right or okay. It's just that she has been fighting for her life, trying to hide the fact that she's your employee. And you made a lot of that happen. Just yes. in a moment of reflection, let's look at your actions and how she might have been backed into a corner specifically by you. <laughs> Oh, so reasonable, so rational. So rational, and like, calling out that he is still the one in power here. Like, he's still the one who get, who's holding all the cards. So even if he got lied to, and even if he's hurt, and even if that does suck, he's still, there's still a power imbalance where she's the employee and he's the boss, and she hasn't had a whole lot of say in how this has played out. And I think the spiral after that is even more cringe than before, where it's hard to watch him harass her at work and be like, you're you're on the brink of losing your job for no reason. An arbitrary, from her perspective, switch of character. But then <laughs> to flip it around and be like, I'm actually in love with her. I'm going to be rational about this. This is going to be good. And to give her no time and no warning, it's just, it's like so cute to see him try, but you know from her perspective, it's just such an awful place to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ugh. Just tell her you like her, you psychopath. You just have to say it. You can't have it be like a big reveal. I know that the same song who, who gave you very good advice before is the one that was like, you need to set a romantic atmosphere. But actually, I think what needs to happen is just some, some communication. Because that is kind of the thing that there's so few things about this show that make me uncomfy or that I'm not a big fan of. And one of them currently is I don't love office romances where the boss pursues the employee. And because they have the background that they've set up, I like it a little bit more for this particular drama. Obviously, I like their relationship. I love the characters. And uh, I still ship them completely. It's just a little more tough for me where I'm like, oh, there's it's such a... It's an uncomfy power imbalance. It's very uncomfy for me. But I like them. Benefit of the doubt. It's being handled fairly well. I just wish that it was a little bit less of, you know a CEO actively pursuing one of the employees at his company. And that does help with the cringe factor, I think, where you're like, I get it. He can't just be like, hey, let's go out. I want to start dating you. Because that's not, she can't say no. She literally can't say no to you saying, I'm going to pursue you. So it, I don't know. It's like you can kind of rationalize the insane tactics that he's using to be like, we're going to date. You're just not going to be aware of it. But yeah, it's all very like, <laughs> you guys got to figure this out. You guys got to talk like adults. And <laughs> I love the drama. I love the antics. But for the love of God, just tell her 
like an adult, that you like her and there's no pressure. You may never see each other again at work. If she says no, it's totally fine. But like, be cool. Both of you just be a little bit cooler. Yeah. Um, can we, if we're talking about their weird dates for just like two seconds, sidebar, I want to say how mad I am at her bosses. Because I'm obsessed with her supervisor. Like, she is the coolest supervisor I've ever seen, ever. And somehow, in the movie theater, she's like, I refuse to read the room. I will not. I will absolutely just listen to you and be like, no, I don't have a boyfriend. Yeah, I bought two seats for myself and two bags of popcorn for me. And (laughs) I'm not here with anyone. And you're going to be like, I believe that. I fully, this is fine. I'm going to stay. I'm mad at you. Right. And I get her position of being like, why wouldn't she just tell me? Because it's not a big deal if she's here with her boyfriend. Whatever. But also, But you don't get to know. That's illegal to be like, you have to tell me your private life. Like, people have to have rooms for secrets in the office. You can be like, look, separation. I don't have to tell you I'm on a date right now. And as a boss, you've got to be like, I can tell you're on a date, but that's fine. I'm out. Like, (laughs) Why was she being so freaking weird, Raquel? I know, and like we don't expect it from from the other boss. We don't from yes. the other team member. We don't expect him to have his shit together. No. So, but we do expect it from the supervisor. Yes. Oh, and she ruined her own date at the same time, which is like fine. She didn't really know she was on a date, but. It's double sad in that instance. She ruined two dates at once just by completely ignoring Hadi's cries for help. It also, okay, speaking of that date that the the boss was on potentially and she didn't know, I don't ship that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I don't ship them. I don't like the, um, first of all, again, don't love the supervisor direct report relationship even more (laughs) than I don't like the uh, CEO, um, not direct report, but still definitely employee with massive power imbalance. Um, Between the two, the direct report one is really, really tough for me. Most notably because I I just simply like... It's very self-centered by my brain immediately tries to put myself in those people's shoes. And there's never been a single manager that I've been like, that's viable, right? Uh-huh. I've never had that where I've ever, because uh, that's just not the relationship that I've ever had with any of my managers. And so ew, it just, it feels bad. And then also that they have such an antagonistic relationship. I like that it's comedy. I like that they can poke fun at each other. But that is not my favorite basis for a romantic relationship. I see that. It's not quite enemies to lovers. It's like bickering co-workers to lovers. Yeah, it's like everybody loves Raymond married couple to lovers. <laughs> That's not romantic. No. That just feels like you're falling into a relationship because you both don't want to pursue a real relationship. And you're like, we're together all the time anyways. Yeah. Guess we should date. You guys deserve to 
fall in love with someone that you are passionate about and not someone that you think is a bumbling idiot at work. But boy, howdy, are you together every day? (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. It felt like such a background plot that I didn't really put any thought or feeling into it. I see what you mean. It's like, that doesn't feel right. It doesn't. It's not going to work. But it feels like they're just going to push him together in the very, very background and make that a thing. And I'm fine with it. I don't really have much time to think about it because all of my thoughts are occupied with Sung Hoon, like, (laughs) all the time. Constantly. Constantly. So listen. I have a confession to make that I made to Emily earlier this week via text, and now I have to make it on the podcast. I have to be very, I have to be upfront with our listeners as well. The reason that we're watching this drama, that I kept putting it on the freaking poll, on the freaking Patreon, so that people would hopefully vote for it, is that man, is that man, and also the secondary female lead, uh, the best friend, uh, Young Seo. Jin Young Seo. I have the biggest crush on both of those people. (laughs) Insane crush. I just think about them all the time. (laughs) The the absolute chokehold that this couple has on my brain is, it's not healthy, but it's keeping me so invested constantly. And these, as much progress as we got with the leads, which there was a lot, there was so much progress with the leads. Somehow there was just as much progress with the second leads. The pacing that they've given to these second leads is, it's immaculate. I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. I love that he pushed her away. I love that she was like, fine, message heard loud and clear, but we still, (laughs) we still get so many moments of her being kind of petty about it and him kind of being like, I do regret pushing her away. (laughs) Like maybe I was too harsh, but I got to stand my ground and she keeps bringing it back. Oh, oh, they stuck it through it. She kept pushing until, like, it's so toxic because I'm fully acknowledging that I would not want the reverse. I hate the reverse if the gender roles were swapped. Yes. And if this were reality. Yes. None of it would be okay. But (laughs) because it's reversed and because it's drama land... It's so right. It works so good to be like, she just loved him enough until he gave in. Yep. And But like, and so, to her credit, I do think that she was genuinely, genuine, genuinely about <laughs> backing off. It's just that she was so bad at it, right? She was just, which is not an excuse. And again, if the gender roles were, were reversed, I would not be letting the excuse fly. <laughs> but it's kind of like when she got drunk, right? And she said, you're the one that drew the line. You are the one that drew the line. I'm just trying to keep the line there. And you're making it so hard because you're there all the freaking time. And you're very attractive. And I fell for you immediately immediately. So please stop making me misunderstand what's happening because I still like I I fell for you immediately and you're still very attractive to me. And uh of course that was his breaking point where he was like, "See, all you had to say was you fell for me immediately." <laughs> <laughs> I love love at first sight. That's where I'm at. Like, yes, Sunghoon is what you deserve. Yeah. I would also fall in love at first sight with Sunghoon. Mhm. With either of them. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. We finally got it. We finally got, like, and her little damsel in distress storyline, like, 
You know I love a damsel in distress storyline, Raquel. I was such a sucker for that storyline as well, because I hated how skeezy that guy was. But I liked, before we found out that he was absolutely despicable, just a complete subhuman, I also was here for the little, just the little, like, seasoning of jealousy that he, him being around added to the plot, right? And she was aware of it, too, where she oh, was yeah. like, she was like, I'm not attracted to this guy. It is wrong to, to even be entertaining this because there is another person that I am very attracted to. <laughs> and he is the only person in my brain right now. Um, but, but yeah, just a little sprinkling of him being around and Sung Hoon having to, you know, live with that felt really good to my lizard brain. I was so here for that. And then, yeah, he turns out to be despicable. So we get also a damsel storyline. And that was also very good, the way it played out. And the way that she's dealing with it in a very realistic sense of like, it's not just over and gone. And now we're back to the drama. So we don't think about it at all. She's like, my life has been impacted by this event. And I don't know, now it's going to change everything. And I liked that. I liked that there was a little bit of authenticity amongst all the like, very amped up, like drama land storyline to it. Yeah, there was a loss of safety for her in her everyday life. And that is so valid and true and well represented in a way that's not so heavy that I'm it feels out of line with the tone of the drama, but heavy enough that I feel like they're treating it with respect. Right, exactly. You said it so eloquently because, yeah, they balanced her authentic fear with also scenes of Sung Hoon breaking down a bathroom door, which is like, you shouldn't do that. Um, (laughs) I assume it's locked because someone's in there. I guess it wasn't. (laughs) That's also what I assumed. And I was so stressed the whole time he was kicking that in. I was, but then at the, at the end, I did do some rationalization with it where I was like, oh, someone would have been like, don't come in. I'm and if they couldn't say that, then maybe the door needed to be break- broken down so someone could go in and help them. That's fair. But yeah, it was definitely just like, it's a mall after hours. They've just locked the bathroom. Yeah. But like, and- how did he know? <laughs> Why did neither of them just knock? Please. <sighs> yeah. I, d- I guess sufficient knocking is kicking the door like six times. <laughs> Oh, but you just have that fear of, like, if I was inside a bathroom and someone just starts kicking in the door. <laughs> that would be you- a loss of safety for yes. me. Do you even have the wherewithal to be like, stop doing that? Or are you just frozen in fear? Like, <laughs> what's happening? I would assume that by the point that they were at, I would have heard her having an absolute breakdown. Fair. Because... Yeah, she tried the door for a while, and then she was like, no! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we (laughs) analyzed this bathroom scene, (laughs) top to bottom, front to back, you guys. We've gotten every angle on this. Don't worry. Let's keep going. Let's, Let's analyze the aftermath, where she's so embarrassed, which I also, in her shoes, I also would like to crawl out of my skin. 
and move on into the afterlife and never interact with him ever again, no matter how handsome he was. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I would want to die. But also, on the flip side, he's right. Like, there was nothing to be... Because if I was in his shoes, I would be like, literally nothing to be embarrassed about. My my guy, my dude, do not worry. <laughs> You're fine. But also, yes, rational emotions on both sides, but very cool of him. Because I could see someone else being not as cool about it. Yeah, which is lame, but people would be. Yeah. But not Sung Hoon. He's not perfect. him. This perfect man. Um... I want to talk about one more thing, and then maybe we can move away from him. Maybe. <laughs> can we talk? It's going to get a little deep. It's going to get a little heavy in here about him being adopted into a rich family as their, like, fancy little adopted boy. <laughs> as their butler. <laughs> as their tiny butler for their son. <laughs> um, what? What is that? What is that? I'm so concerned. (laughs) Right. And it's like, I get that they are treating him like family. Like he is, he's their, he's his brother, but he's obviously the brother that's getting less out of the situation, right? Yes. (laughs) I, cause every conversation that the grandpa has, he'll talk to Kong Tae for like, 15 minutes about like their lives and their schedules and what they're doing and obviously it's a lot of nagging but it's it's conversations with his grandson and then he's like also sunhoon love you boy love you <laughs> also son. can't wait till you come home you did inherit so listen <laughs> temu inherited the whole business you did just inherit the secretary position <laughs> So you do get to go on the vacations, you do get to travel the world, but you will be working basically 24-7. You are a live-in servant. Yes, for your brother. Your bro- your brother <laughs> boss. Brother. There's like a picture of them as children where Taemu's wearing a little fancy suit and Sunghoon's just wearing like regular kids' clothes. Like, <laughs> he looks fine except that they're like, these two are brothers, you're like, no, one looks different. It looks like they care for one of the children and they don't care for the other child. Why? Why would he ever stay with that family? They're like, why did you move out the day of graduation? <laughs> I wonder. I was suffocating <laughs> and I still couldn't find a job. So I had to come back and work for you. This is a nightmare. Like, ah, uh, Free Sung Hoon is all I'm saying. Free Sung Hoon. <laughs> Say him free. Let him be his own person. That is the only, like, 5% withholding I have on his and Young So's relationship, where I'm like, okay, I hope you've had enough other relationships that you know how to be in a healthy adult relationship with just, like, people. Um, cause every relationship is different, but you, maybe your closest relationship so far has been more of like you as a servant and your best friend slash brother as your like boss always. And I don't want that for your marriage. I don't want you to be like, she's super rich and super hot and I will do anything for her just like all the time. Cause that's just my nature. I'm just a serve boy. <laughs> I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. You're not. You're, not, you're, you're here because she loves you 
and you love her, so let's keep it. Let's keep healthy boundaries, guys. I'm just so worried for him. Like, I don't want him to date a rich girl purely because I'm worried that he will be like, there's still a power imbalance, even though she's totally normal. She's not super materialistic. I feel like he's just never, they've never shown him having relationships with people who are not super rich. Yeah. Yeah, all of his, and and also, I've been thinking a lot about how we have, maybe I'm making something out of this that there isn't anything here. Oh, I totally am. You can tell me if I'm wrong. So we have all this foundational knowledge of Temu being orphaned at a young age, right? And being raised by his grandfather. He was taken in by his grandfather, raised by his grandfather, very tragic backstory. We're finding out that he was, we suspected. You You immediately called it out and were 100% right. <laughs> Obviously, he was there when his parents died in a car accident in the rain. Um, this is a K-drama. What else would it be? <laughs> but then we have another orphan who gets no foundational backstory yet. I will, I'll put the caveat of yet, you know, like obviously they gave us the foundational backstory of him coming from an orphanage, but also literally like he came from an orphanage. He's also an orphan with, yeah, just such an insane difference of like inherited wealth from the family that he was adopted by. And I know that Temu is actually this person's grandson, but also isn't that kind of worse to adopt both of them and be like, you're both orphans, but one of you has a sadder backstory. (laughs) Or even just like, but one of you is mine and one of you is the other. Yeah. Don't adopt him then. That's, That's so toxic completely unhinged that is a really weird (laughs) storyline so give us more give us more of Sunghoon having autonomy and being like these were all my choices i never wanted a cent of their money i always wanted to have my own path and i have always felt like a part of this family like i just need that information on my desk by eod okay because (laughs) This all feels a little bit wrong and sad. Uh, he's, like you said, he's top two favorite characters. Please don't make his backstory so borderline abusive. Yeah. Yep. So, like, yeah. <laughs> Quiet, quietly abusive. <laughs> You're my son, but not, like, equally. <laughs> what? Oh, we, uh. need, we need a subway break. We need to, like... Take a break, eat a sandwich. Yep. Drive in our expensive car, open our Samsung flip phone. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> How's Magic Mind treating you? I've really been enjoying it. I know last week in our episode, I talked about how it helps to improve focus, which I have. I've been using it on work days specifically. But something else that I've noticed is it's super packed with vitamins. In particular, Craig got sick for like a week, the week I started taking it. He was almost urgent care sick. Like he had, I think it was the flu, whatever it was, I somehow did not catch it. I sleep in the same bed as Craig. I live in the same house as Craig. If anyone doesn't know who Craig is, Craig is my boyfriend. (laughs) Um... And I didn't get sick, and I it feels like a miracle. 
it has 110% of the daily value of vitamin C that the human body needs. And so I won't say that it was 100% the reason I didn't get sick, but it definitely had to have helped to have all of the vitamin C I needed while I was taking it. So that's been really, really cool too. So yeah, it's got a bunch of vitamins. It's They've got their whole ingredient list on the website. I really encourage anyone who's thinking about it to go check out the ingredient list to kind of see what it's all about. I think that that's really cool that they put that all together on their website. Yeah, they're very transparent about what's in it and what benefits each ingredient offers. You can find all of that and support our podcast. At the same time, if you go to magicmind.com slash janplayonk and use our code playonk20 at checkout, if you sign up for their three-month subscription, you get two months for the price of three right now. They're doing that big January deal. So head over there, support our podcast, support our sponsor, and maybe avoid the worst of cold and flu season this year. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it can get so bad. <laughs> it can get so bad. But okay, back to our regularly scheduled rambles. We left off last week talking about what we thought would happen at the top of these episodes. We thought she'd have to gaslight him. We thought Hadi was caught in the elevator and that Kangtemu would be like, ooh, the jig is up. What are you doing here? Bro, there were like 14 times he looked her dead in the face. He saw her on a video. <laughs> this man is face blind and she could have gotten away with this forever. Yeah, I, I'm so glad that we're talking about this because so during the elevator scene, there's like benefit of the doubt. Maybe he didn't get a very good look before she was like, ah, oh, panic, look away. Sure, we'll sure. give it to him. I 100% for a weird amount of time thought he knew after seeing the video that she was in. I thought he, he knew. Because <laughs> how could he not? And so I was like, that was it. That was the part. He now knows he's handling it so well. <laughs> he's being really chill about this. It was like 15 additional minutes into the show that I was like, oh, he still doesn't know. But how? He watched the video where her face is clearly shown. I, I get, like you said, I get there were a few other parts where there was like a slip up. You think she's about to get caught and they're like, no, we play it off. He's not catching on. He didn't quite see her. That one was like supposed to be the reveal, but then the directors changed their mind at the last minute. They were like, just leave it in. We like the video scene, but actually he still doesn't realize. Like, how, how could you make that whole scene about him seeing the video and him just not recognizing her without some sort of explanation? Yeah. Like, and not, yeah, because we talked about last week how she looks very different, but blends very well into each of the looks that she has. Like, she looks simultaneously like the girl next door who doesn't do a look and like a K-pop idol all at once. Uh, we actually had someone tell us she's oh legitimately a K-pop idol. I have a which full is ramble about that. I'm so, <laughs> once we get off task later. <laughs> full ramble but keep going um but yeah i she does blend really well she has a wig she wears a lot of makeup he hasn't seen her without that she wore the 
the whole helmet when she <laughs> delivered chicken to him. We, I get that he hasn't seen her without makeup, but that is such a... It's just like that mythological women look so different if they wear a lot of makeup where it's like she doesn't look... We talked about how she looks really different. She doesn't look like a new person. <laughs> She She's looks not like the unrecognizable. same. Unrecognizable. <laughs> yeah, she looks like the same person, but who can pull off a lot of different looks. It's psychotic. He's <laughs> unhinged for that. Yeah. But no, yeah. Real quick, thank you to Mikey D for emailing us about Kim Sejong, who plays Shinhari. Because I am obsessed now. There's a video you have to watch after this recount. You will. Love it. It's called Topper Cliff and it's her latest music video. And she has such like badass energy in it. And it's so dark. It's a really, really dark, messed up video. And the song is so good and beautiful. I listen to it every day this week. It's amazing. And she has blue hair in it. Looks fantastic. Like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with her. And also, they had a little Easter egg. Thank you to Mikey D, because I never would have even known about this Easter egg that was right in front of us unless I had had this tiny growing obsession with Kim Sejong. <laughs> but when Young So's cousin first goes to the dress shop and tries to get that white dress, she's like, I want the dress that Kim Sejong just wear, just wore this past week at some big event. It's a one-of-a-kind dress. And it's Kim Sejong's, and I want it. And I was like, I know who that is. She just named off the actress who's playing the character who bought the dress. That's so fun, and I'm so smart. I didn't even catch it. I read the whole email. I just hadn't looked <laughs> anything up, and now I don't know shit about shit. <laughs> I did pull up the music video, though. I haven't watched it yet. I just want to be sure that I do watch it. So I want to I be have... sure of that, too. Text me after you do. I will. I'll immediately. <laughs> it's so good. I, yeah, her music is beautiful and I love her. And she's so good in this role. Like, it's insane watching her music videos all week and then going back to the show and being like, completely different person. How is she this, like, very sweet, bumbling, dramatic, silly Shinhari <coughs> that we've come to love? And also, the powerhouse that is Kim Sejong in real life. Incredible. Amazing. Flawless. I Flawless. love her. <laughs> I haven't even seen the music video. I haven't seen all that is Kim Sejong. I just love her already. I just think she's really great. As you should. As you should. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, I did want to just call out that I think it's really fun that Seo Hyewon is in this. She was, she's our how there's always uh, an actor from the last drama that ends up in the next drama. She was Soyi in Alchemy of Souls. And now we have her as this weird, fun, bizarre comedy <laughs> character that Young So just antagonizes. <laughs> They're and so cute together. Like, yeah, she's such an obnoxious character on her own and like maybe i'm too much team young so so i'm like she just makes young so look good like even better so like maybe that's why i like her but what a dynamic duo what a perfect comedy duo i don't she adds almost nothing to the show and yet i love her because she's doing such a great job 
Yeah. In fact, she made me nervous when she first showed up because I was like, who is, is she going to be like a secondary love interest for Temu or something? And I was uncomfy with that. I just didn't feel like it was necessary to have a secondary love interest for him. We've already got kind of a love triangle going on, which we need to go back to Min Woo. And how he's being weird. Oh my god. Oh, we have to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Let's just go into that (laughs) because she she ended up not being that, at least so far. And I hope she never becomes that. And I want her to just keep being who she is at this point. Exactly. Same. Um, I forgot about Minwoo. Like, as you should. Yeah. But (laughs) I love... The, the weird progression that they've made in these episodes. Because I think in the last episode that we recorded, we were like, we love that he's just back there. That he's causing no drama. He's feeling no feelings. He's just there. And then he gets back with his apparently toxic, jealous, weird girlfriend. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a bummer. But he's also like, maybe I've been in love with Shin Hadi for like seven years. and have told no one, including myself, and I'm like, a little too little too late, my guy. Yeah, that that graded on me because I didn't want that for him, right? And I don't think it's necessary. I don't know. Like, is there some kind of like satisfaction in the watching someone realize what they missed out on? Yes. Yeah, absolutely there is. Like you kind of want that little that little gut punch, like that little revenge gut punch. Yeah. Uh, it feels good. It does. It does. And I won't pretend it doesn't. But at the <laughs> same time, it's like, I didn't really need it. Like, I'm, I don't know. I w- I'm just really satisfied with their friendship and the fact that he has been such a good friend to her. And I think that it makes sense that she developed feelings and that isn't wrong. And it is a shame that she had to go through one-sided love for such a long period of time. But uh, it also isn't wrong for him to not develop feelings and for their friendship to kind of come out of this unscathed by her maturing and finding someone else that she actually can have love with instead of love directed at. Oh, that's fair. And so I, I just, I liked the idea of him being the guy that, wasn't the one and that's fine and uh, i don't know and it's like he still can be that i just don't i didn't need him to have now unrequited feelings for her for this to still be satisfying and for the main lead to be you know the the one we root for oh you're so much healthier than i am (laughs) (laughs) i was like punch punch him in the gut (laughs) Let's do it. Min, will you finally see? You finally see Shinhani's worth? Yeah. Too little too late, my guy. She's with the CEO now. She's at the top, okay? (laughs) She doesn't care about you anymore because you rejected her for seven years straight. And that is fine. But look at you now. You with your dumb girlfriend who, like, could have been a normal girlfriend. Yeah. That's just, like... Hey, I'm back in the picture. Let's get back together. But for some reason, every side character has been like, she's a toxic bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately she kind of is, where she's like, 
Armin and Harry in love with each other? And it's like, no, he's dating you. So I think he's in love with you, homie. Let's chillax. She's bringing the drama for nothing. For no reason. (laughs) It's like you you win. Just be normal in your relationship. Just like I really liked the moment when Harry and Minwoo were having dinner together. And she's like, just focus on your girlfriend. Like, maybe we won't spend as much time together, but that's fine. Like, you're in a great, happy relationship. Go do that. Girl, she she's so healthy. I love her <laughs> so much. And I just want the girlfriend to be the same way. Like, I just want her to be like, me and Minwoo can be in love, and me and Hadi can be friends. Like, I don't really appreciate... It's very... Young So to stir up a little drama, to stir the pot a little bit, but I don't appreciate it. I'm like, no, in this one case, you got to sit this one out and just be like, we're all going to be friends. It's going to be fine. Right? It's like she kind of thinks she's being the good friend by having her friends back, but it's like, you're actually, you're starting shit that does not need to be started. You are perpetuating this weird relationship between Hadi and Minwoo that you guys both shipped for a long time. But the ship is gone. We've yeah. burnt it down. Hottie is off the ship. So you yeah. gotta get off it too and be chill now. Yeah, being a supportive friend in this situation is understanding that she needs to move on and being okay with that. That's You don't have to keep pushing the relationship. <laughs> That's not good for anyone. And doing bad. Yeah, yeah. I was grateful for the girlfriend turning out to be a huge asshole. <laughs> Only for that moment of it was immediate redemption for Young So also being an asshole, where she was like starting shit, but also we aren't as mad about it because she was starting shit with someone we don't like. That's fair. Like she knew who she was messing with, so it was okay. Yeah, it's still not great, but yeah. it's it's better. It's better. Oh, and I mean. Then we get the cliffhanger for six, which is the fake boyfriend trope. Like every toxic moment led up to this <laughs> perfect trope that has no flaws and I absolutely love. And here we're for here. It. <laughs> I that it was hard not to hit the watch next episode oh my button. God, Raquel. I do want to see how this plays out so badly. Because does she just stand there with the I have a gun to my back look on her face that every (laughs) K-drama female lead has when someone says I'm the new boyfriend? Like, please don't. Please pull it together (laughs) and be the one K-drama where the female lead is like, yep, that's my boyfriend and we're in love and see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Just like escape. Do not stand there with a stricken look. We cannot. Like, your friends, if they were good friends, they would help you. They would be like, she's a hostage right now. That's the look she's making. That's the look they left us with. And I can't. I can't with that look. Uh, It is. It's it's one of those things where you want her to just benefit off of the situation of being like, yep, this is my boyfriend. And then just nope out of it being weird at all, right? Because if it's not weird for her, then it doesn't have to be weird for us. But what if she makes it weird for her? Don't make it weird for anybody, honey. Please. (laughs) 
for the love of God, just take this beautiful man into a private space and be like, I don't know what's happening. Why did you do that? That was not necessary. Also, you literally just kicked me out of your car in a torrential downpour. Why are you here? (laughs) How did you get here? How are you dry? I don't understand. (laughs) And like we as viewers get that he was going through it, but even still, I am still team Hari. Like, you can't, you have to give some context. You have to be like, I have to go deal with something, and I know that this is a tough th- situation I'm putting you in, but you have to get out of the car. <laughs> That's fair. I <laughs> Walking away from it was fully Team Temu, which is, again, my toxic trait is that I picked the, to- <laughs> the most toxic of timelines, um, where I was like, he has told you... 13 times that he has trauma with rain and he's always been weird about it and he's always been quiet about it. That's true. for some reason you have chosen to forget that rain is his sworn enemy. (laughs) So like I get being mad that you were kicked out of the car, but also there is a man clearly in distress behind the wheel of a car and you're just like, well, he said get out. So I guess I'll don't fucking get out of the car. Be like, we need, I'm going to call for help. I will sit here silently. I will pretend that neither of us exist, but you cannot drive this vehicle and I'm not going to leave you alone. This is no longer a romance. We are just doing business. Therapy. Yeah, Yeah, we're doing therapy stuff. I will turn up the music. You can't hear the rain. Don't listen to it. The music is playing. Listen to the music. Listen to whatever. We'll make it romance again it's the song that we listen to at the concert or whatever some shit uh-huh do anything woman yeah yeah i i was so mad because it did feel like an opportunity for instead of creating a temu as an asshole situation for hari to step up and be like oh yes i will i will handle this this is how we'll do this uh, yeah I wanted that I wanted it to be a romantic moment in the sense that she gets him and all of a sudden she could handle a tough situation with him. Yeah. Even if it wasn't like in the most, you know, lovely, like, and we'll just kiss through it because that would have been awful. <laughs> that would have been the worst way to handle it. Yeah. And even if she didn't get everything right, it's it's hard not to be like, do something. You have the available information. You have something to work with. And you are choosing to be like, I can see he's in distress. I can see that it's raining. I can see that something in the air has changed within the last 10 seconds very rapidly. But I guess it's out of my hands. I'm getting out of the car <laughs> like, no. Yeah, she didn't. You're right. She did have the information. I think I was still team like she just doesn't understand how bad it is. Yeah. Because I think that it's one thing for him to be like, I really don't like rain and be like kind of weird about it and over what feels like overreacting and kind of a different thing to see a a deep trauma response and maybe not put those two things together to be like, I don't know what just happened. Um, But yeah, I, I do agree that there was a clear, whatever caused the trauma response, there was a clear trauma response happening. Yeah, but it's hard. I think 
trying to reflect, trying to be fair. I am 28, you are 30. We have learned a lot about trauma and therapy and reacting to people in different situations with our many, many years of wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she's like 24. We don't have their ages, I don't think. Yeah, I just assume 30 so that I can feel good about myself. Yeah, I put everybody right at 30 when I'm watching a (laughs) drama. But she could be like, bro, I am 23. I have never seen anyone have a panic attack in front of me. I don't know what's happening and I kind of want to bounce. Like, that is what I would have done if I was 23. Oh, yeah. 23-year-old Raquel would have just... I would have been the hurt one. I would have been like, and I got kicked out of the (laughs) car. I would have been such a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Mumbling to yourself the entire way home. (laughs) I would have been texting my best friend being like, some shit. (laughs) Emily, let me tell you. (laughs) You don't even understand. (laughs) Let me get you his license plate. We're tracking his car. Like the toxic response, the not good. Yeah, the worst response. So, yeah, benefit of the doubt to both sides here. They could have done different things, but it's drama land. So they chose the most dramatic response (laughs) for both that and then the comeback. The comeback where he's like, I'm her boyfriend. Like, (laughs) okay, say the most. Why not? Sure. (laughs) Just emotional whiplash. (laughs) It's everything that I want, so you are serving, <laughs> but only me. Hadi is suffering. Yeah, but she's not doing great. She does not know what's happening. No. We as viewers, drama feeding it. <laughs> feeding it to Could us. Could not be happier. Thank you. But only to me. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, do you have anything else to add before um, we press play on episode seven? Yeah, you just said the magic words of, like, the only things that I, like, yes, I could keep talking about this drama, but I, more than that, I want to go press play on episode seven. Yeah, so. right? <laughs> oh, I keep looking through my notes. I'm like, there's so many things we missed, but also, I want to press play on episode seven. Episode seven. It's calling yeah, so- me. We've got to go watch episode seven. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Email us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can find us on the internet at playonk.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes. You can leave comments on the episodes. You can find links to our affiliates if you want to look at the fun stuff we're affiliated with. And sign up for our newsletter so you never miss when we start a new drama. Yeah. We also have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash playonk where you can find ad-free episodes if you subscribe to as a patron. And you can also, uh, we do like little pre-show chats every week. So you get an extra just like 20 minutes. Is it great content? Probably not. Is it super fun to do and we get to just like connect with the patrons? Yes, I think that part's very fun. Yeah. Yeah, so check it out. Yes, we are on social medias. We're on Instagram at PlayOnK Podcast, on X, previously Twitter, at PlayOnK, and on TikTok at PlayOnK underscore Emily. Yes, and then the freest way to get the word out about the podcast is just to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. 
But the newest and bestest way to support the podcast is to support our sponsor, which is Magic Mind. So we left the links in the description so you know exactly where to go. But check it out. Just go to their website. See what they've got. They've got a great product that Raquel is genuinely, actually enjoying. Yes, I really am. So yeah, check it totally out and see if it is for you as well. Yeah, we will see you next week for episodes 7 through 9 of Business Proposal. Yeah, okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.